Thank you for coming to church today today's gonna to be a powerful day now i've got a word i've got a word i want to share with you today it's called the amen of a king today you're going to be learning why the word amen is so powerful and it gives a guarantee for answers to prayers when you understand the power of the meaning of the word now last week a bit of a recap from last week last week i spoke specifically about the power of unity now i spoke about when the king prays but when the king prays the king must pray with an understanding that the king is a king the king must pray with understanding that that king is united with his own word so i said if you have something in your life that you believe god for find somebody who believes like you and pray together the bible says the three-foot cord cannot be easily broken so as you do this put this to you you realize that you see result very very quickly because when you empower agreement it is a covenant and a covenant cannot be broken god bless you now sit back relax and join me in church as i begin to preach on the amen of a king i'll see you soon hello good morning welcome to church i'm so delighted to have you in church today today i'm going to be i'm going to be continuing the message that i started last week well i started talking about when a king prays last week and one of the key things i mentioned last week was uh, the importance of the prayer of unity and why is this important is because where there's unity the bible says the lord himself commands his blessing where there's unity the lord himself commands a blessing if you think about it this way when god the father god the son god the holy spirit created the world and everything that you see in the world today it was through the power of unity so when god said let there be light the word that god the father spoke out of his mouth was no other person than the lord jesus but jesus came in contact with the spirit of god the holy spirit who was already brooding over the chaos that was the earth and when the spirit and the word and the father combined we found what we see in the world today the creative the created the created universe so i laid emphasis on this power of unity and an interesting happened to me um, on sunday after i preached a message i got an impression upon my heart you know to go you know into the house and pray a prayer of agreement actually with my wife and we prayed a prayer of agreement um together and by Monday, 
we saw a shift and movement in something that we we're believing God for you know and that tells me you know what that these things work Jesus Christ said where two or three are gathered together in my name I am there in their midst when we come together in the name of Jesus when I talk about in the name of Jesus I'm talking about with an understanding of the power of that name with an understanding of what that name means not just oh in Jesus name no I'm talking about an understanding of the meaning of the name of the name of Jesus we're coming together and we make a decrees based on that understanding Jesus Christ says I am I am your midst and wherever the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty so if you need liberty today in your career in your business in your health in your marriage um, in any area of your life in any areas of your life there's liberty wherever the spirit of the Lord is there's freedom so father in the name of Jesus I thank you for your people that have come this morning to hear the infallible word of, of God Lord, I pray Almighty God that your words would come out of my mouth with such eloquence such impact such simplicity that even a baby will understand what is going to be preached this morning in the name of Jesus the lives will be transformed that your name alone will be glorified that someone will live here today with a heart full of faith with a heart full of faith in the name of Jesus elevate the name of Jesus elevate your word above the thoughts of men in the name of Jesus I silence every voice of discouragement I silence every voice of of, of hopelessness I silence I silence right now every voice that is a noise that's called noisome pestilence and I rebuke you in the name of Jesus I decree that this morning freedom rules in the house in the name of Jesus thank you Heavenly Father in Jesus name we pray before I go I want to say thank you very much for those who are joining us for the first time if this is the first time of you coming to the lighthouse this is the place where we talk about the identity of the believer in Christ I believe with all my heart based on what God has called me to do that after being born again after being born again the most important message that you must learn and adapt and embrace is that message of your identity in Christ and recently I launched a book called glory and honor and that book is based on uh, the book of a psalm that talks about the father the lord has crowned us with what glory and honor and glory and honor essentially means somebody that has been bestowed with royal majesty or somebody who's the, the majestic royal <laughs> the majesty of royalty essentially if you were to look at yourself you are crowned literally with glory and honor and that book is out on Amazon please if you want to get it go back and get it uh, I just want to thank you for those who downloaded the book as well a couple of weeks ago when the book was launched um, it's gonna be used for uh, the love cells that we're gonna be starting soon we're meant to have um, the the love cells uh, for those who are interested this um, this month we're, we're meant to have the leadership meeting but that meeting will have it to be pushed next week but you will get um, you get a a link in the church right now on the screen uh, a form where you can please register your interest if you have done it before don't worry about it uh, but if you have not done it please do it you know so because at the end of this month we should be wrapping everything up okay all right praise God now um, let's go into the text let's go into the text we started talking about when 
a king praise last week and we spoke about the prayer of unity the fact that unity is important that when you pray prayer of agreement you are bound to get result but please do find somebody who agrees with your thought line don't go find somebody who has this cringing fear of god and say oh pray for me no somebody who's who's afraid of god you know don't get that kind of person to pray for because the person will pray the prayer of fear but if you find someone who is in awe of god who respect god who has a deep awe for god and who understand uh, the concept of the gospel get such a person to pray for you because you know the bible says a threefold cord cannot be easily broken now today i did mention last week that i was going to preach the continuation of that message but you see as i was preparing this message the lord laid in my heart a new a, a topic to tag today's message i'm gonna call it the amen of a king the amen of a king you see when a king prays you know when you pray somebody says amen at the back of it yeah i want to talk today to you about the amen of a king it's still part of our reigning life series but it's called the amen of a king let's go back to the meaning of prayer what does prayer really mean now remember prayer is a communication with god is 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 a platform that god has given us to commune with him with him i spoke last week about the fact that we are royal priesthood which means god has a kingdom of priests and priests do pray priests do intercede for other people so prayer is that vehicle that god has made available for us to be able to stay in the place where we can intercede for other people we are meant to come into the presence of the king of kings of king of kings himself our father and we're meant to intercede you know uh, for other people and that god has given us a mandate as priests where we can judge a matter we can judge a matter so you you have you have been given an office of a priest in the kingdom of god where you can judge any matter in this world and what you judge to be okay is what god says okay the bible says god god agrees with what you agree god disagree with what you disagree with which means essentially it is you have a power to determine what goes on in the world and people of god one of the ways in which the enemy has defeated the church or deceived the church is by making every believer feel that you your prayers don't count much that who will listen to you who will listen to your prayer when you think that your prayers don't matter much or don't count much you shut up your mind you don't pray and by shutting up your mind without praying you have either to then limited yourself so today as i speak about the amen of a king i want to show you what god showed me about the 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 power that is the in the amen of a king when you as a king praise and when you say amen to the prayer that you pray it carries such power that will set your life in the direction that god already ordained that it should go Essentially, it's about you agreeing with god all right so prayer is a communication with god it's a communication it's a place where you intercede it's a place where you make uh, your request known to god it's a place where you agree with god it's a place where you can lambano receive to yourself with that which god has already made available to you through the death the burial the resurrection and the ascension of our lord jesus christ now i'm going to post you a question i'm going to post you a question have you ever had your any of your prayers get answered when you got got resort get outcome very very speedily how did you feel how did you feel when that happened i'm sure you must have felt so good you must have felt so happy possibly you must have felt so relieved do you know that feeling you have 
the feeling of joy you have when your prayers get answered is the feeling that God wants you to have in the place of prayer. Is the feeling that God wants you to have in this life. God wants you to have a predominant feeling that suggests that your prayers are always answered. Jesus Christ says that when we pray to the Father, the Father will hear so that our joy will be full. It means that if your prayers are not answered or you don't see results of your prayers, it means that your joy literally cannot be full. But God wants your joy to be full. And that's why he says, when you pray, pray in my name and my father will do it so that your joy will be full. Why would the father do it? So that your joy may be full. The father wants your joy to be full. That's why he wants to answer your prayer. So the first thing I want you to get away is God wants your prayers answered. Why? So that your joy will be full. And when your joy is full, it's like the tree of life. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12. The Bible says, hope deferred make, makes the heart sick. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when desire is fulfilled, is a tree of life. So you might be right now watching this from Jamaica, from Australia, from anywhere in the world you may be watching this from, and you may have a need, you may have a desire that has either to uh, not moved. My prayer, my prayer uh, after this uh, meeting is that you will get an encounter with the Lord as we go through this session that will change your life, that will ensure that that desire of yours comes to fruition. And when the Bible says, when your desire is fulfilled, it's going to be like a tree of life. Which other place did we see the tree of life? It was in the Garden of Eden. When before there was ever the fall of Adam, God planted a garden in Eden called the tree of life. It's meant to be a place of intimacy, a place where you have joy forevermore. So God wants you to have what? Your, desire for, your desires fulfilled so that your life will be like the tree of life. So before we then step into the whole concept around prayers, the Lord laid in my heart to teach today about the power of the amen of a king now go with me to second corinthians chapter 1 verse 20 in the niv version the bible says for no matter how many promises god has made they are yes in christ and so through him that is christ the amen is spoken by us to the glory of god notice the amen is what spoken the amen is not granted the amen is spoken i was sharing something with my wife recently actually a couple of days ago you know i was preparing this message and i said to her that you know there was a time when we were believing god for something that she prayed and i didn't say amen i was i said amen in my heart but i didn't say amen outside you know i just uh, i said why, why didn't you say amen i said but must i say must i open my mouth to say amen but you know as i was studying this scripture the lord showed me something today that i want to show you that will really really bless you the amen must be spoken the amen must be spoken i'm going to show you in the scripture why the amen is important all right so that from today when somebody utter a, a prayer for you you will open up your mouth and say amen you will open your mouth and say amen why because you now you will know the meaning of amen all right so through jesus our amen is spoken to the glory of god the reason why we speak our amen is to agree with what jesus christ has done remember here it says no, ma no matter how many promises god has made they are already a yes in christ is it for your healing is it for your job is it for your child 
Is it for you? Maybe you're looking for to get married. Maybe you're looking for uh, new business opportunities. Maybe you're looking for expansion in your business. Maybe, for example, you're looking for peace in your heart. Whatever those things that you're looking for, if it is a promise in the Bible that God has declared, the Bible says they have already been fulfilled in Jesus. But what do we do? We say our amen out of our mouth to the glory of God. In the Passion Translation, it says, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Verse 19 to 20. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he is the one whom Timothy, Silas, and I have preached to you. So I also, David Zbamiboye, I am preaching Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to you. All right. And Jesus Christ that I am preaching to you, he has never, never. Remember last week I spoke about Umi. Okay, actually it was, it was in Bible story. I spoke about never means Umi, which means it's a double negative. It will never happen. Jesus Christ has never been both a yes and a no. Jesus Christ is never a yes and a no. What is he? He has always been and always will be for us a resounding yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ has always been and will always be for us a resounding yes. Verse 20. For all of God's promises find their yes of fulfillment in him. And as is yes, the yes of the fulfillment of the promises of God from Jesus, as his yes happens, and our amen join with him, they both is yes and our amen ascend to God will bring him glory. So the Bible is saying something fundamental here. It's actually saying Christ is already said yes to all the promises of God. But what do we do? We say amen to that. We say so be it to the promises of God. We have to say it. We have to say it. Now, let's look at the word Amen. What does the word Amen mean? The word Amen in that text, which is what we do. The yes is what Christ has done. The Amen is what we do. Again, remember, this reminds just remind you of Lambano. Remember, when we pray to God, God already answered, but we must do what? We must Lambano. We must take it and bring it to ourselves. Alright. The word Amen here means it can be used in two ways. The amen can be put at the beginning of a text, of a sentence, or it can be put at the beginning of a sentence. To us, we put amen mostly at the, at the end of, of a sentence. So, for example, we can say, the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Somebody says, amen. You know, but now, you know when Jesus Christ used the word, verily, verily, or surely, surely. That word, surely, surely, or very, 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 is also the word amen. And what that means is a word that suggests something that is a fundamental something that is final something that is so sure so when amen is put at the beginning of a conversation it's essentially saying this is a truth is talking about surely this truly or this is of a truth okay when amen is put at the back what does it mean it means so be it or so it is or may it be fulfilled so how did this word amen come to be i sort of found out that this amen is the only word that is universal which means in almost all the languages of the world the amen is the same it's the same it looks the same it's pronounced about the same way you know the our uh, arabic brothers who go amina is the same it's the same you know amen amen in yoruba where i came where i came from is called ami amen ami amen ami amina amen it's the same why because there's something the lord is trying to teach us here about the word amen the power of the amen of a king 
it is the custom that is passed from the days of the synagogue and is passed into the Christian assemblies. And how does it come? So when somebody reads a word or reads a discourse and then they offered a prayer to God, the others will always respond as what? Amen. And what that means is that they make the substance of what was uttered their own. I'll say that the substance of the words that were uttered, you make it your own by saying amen to it. It's like the word lambano. When you say lambano, you take the word and you bring it to yourself, right? You say, I receive it, it's mine. You you lay hold on it and bring it to yourself. So the word amen, I got a note here, it might be on the screen. The word amen is the most remarkable word. It was transliterated directly from the Hebrew into the Greek of the New Testament, then into Latin, then into English and many other languages so that it is practically a universal word. It has been called the best known word in the human speech. The word is directly related in fact almost identical to the Hebrew word for belief. Belief, amam. Belief is the Hebrew word amam, right? So, and it means faithful. So, therefore, amen came to me sure or truly an expression of absolute trust and confidence. An expression of absolute trust and confidence. All right. So when the Bible says all of the promises of God have been fulfilled in Jesus, to which we say amen to it, it means we are saying it. We agree. We believe that the promises of God have been fulfilled in Jesus Christ. So we make it our own. So when I pronounce a blessing over your life, what do you say? Amen. Why are you saying amen? Because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. Because it has been fulfilled in Jesus, you bring it to yourself by saying amen. You agree to it. You give your voice to a powerful word that means that you agree with what has been spoken over your life and you labano it to yourself. So now that you know the meaning of amen, let's go back to the text. Let's go back to the text. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20 verse 19 verses 19 to 20 the bible here says for the son of god jesus christ whom was preached among you by us i'm reading the amplified version now by me Silvanus and timothy was not yes and no but as proved to be yes in him that is is true or you know is true and faithful is a divine yes affirming god's promises Verse 20, for as many as are the promises of God in Christ, they are all what? Answered. What? Yes. No matter what promise, how many promises God has made, they have already been answered as a yes in Jesus. So through him, through Jesus now, what do we say? We say our amen to the glory of God. What do we say? We say amen to the glory of God. We don't grunt amen to the glory of God. We say with our own mouth, we say amen to the glory of God. So it is by saying amen. What do we mean by that? We say, so it is. I make it mine. It is mine. So the word amen also means to make firm, to make it ours, to solidify. So when we say amen to the promise of God, we are solidifying it in our lives. So let's look at the principle. That Jesus Christ taught us about the power of the word that what the word spoken. Matthew chapter 12, verse 37. In the new KJV, the Bible says, For by your words you'll be justified, and by your words you'll be condemned. Now, I want to explain something to you that the Lord taught me. Remember, I said this is a beautiful thing that God taught me about this. Amen. 
the amen of a king you are a king remember we spoke about before in the book of ecclesiastes that where the word of the king is there is power and who may say to the king what do you say what are you saying there nobody can question the king now you are that king right you are that king when you make a decree out of your mouth nobody can say to you what are you saying and a, a form of decree is amen because you are saying so be it i agree with what has been spoken am i making sense to you all right now this guy then says something here that i don't want you to ever forget he says by your own words you will be justified no you may be justified no perhaps you may be justified no by your own words you will be justified and by your own words you will be condemned surely god is saying here you either pass judgment upon yourself or you make yourself right by the words that you speak so i did a bit of research into this let me call out a number of words that will help you the first word here is your words that word words the word words in this text is from the greek word logos and logos really means the revealed word what, what is revealed but you know the other meaning of logos in this text is the word decree a mandate and order so you might say by your own decree you will be justified but who issues a decree the king issues a decree remember the kings rule by decrees by your own decrees you'll be justified so what does the word justified mean the word justified really is to make righteous to make righteous to be made righteous or to declare something or someone right actually in the context of our work with god it means to be just to be seen by god as if we have never sinned actually the other meaning of the word justified is to make something right or the way it ought to be the way it ought to be okay let's apply that back for by your own decrees you will make yourself the way you ought to be by your own decrees you will make yourself the way you what you ought to be or you by your own decree you condemn yourself what does what condemn mean the word condemn means to judge against or to declare guilty the bible essentially says you are going to use your own words to either set your life right or you're going to use your own words to work against yourself that's so powerful don't you think so now if christ is now saying your words what you said of your mouth we either put you in bondage or set you free if you take that context back to all the promises of god have been fulfilled in jesus to which you say amen to it and amen means what so be it by amen you are you are agreeing with what is already true and you are bringing it to yourself it means you are saying words to put your life right to set your life in emotion to set your life the way you should go that's the reason why you have to be careful about you say you what you say life and death the bible says are in the power of the tongue and those that love it they will eat the fruit of it whether for life or for death so question is what are you going to speak what do you want to eat in your life then start to say it remember all of the promises have been fulfilled in jesus we are not begging god to fulfill the promises god already fulfilled those promises for us in jesus but what do we do we must do what we must say amen to it we must affirm open your mouth and say the promises are mine i receive them and i believe them they are mine and i walk in them now you may have to say these things over a hundred times i don't care you got to say what god says to get what god says you're gonna get it's as simple as that 
It's as simple as that. This is such a powerful responsibility and exciting proposition, which means you can write your ticket with God. You can write your own ticket with God. You can basically say, say, this is what the word says. I believe it. It's like God is saying to you, let me give you another example. Suppose I give you a check. And I say, I have a million pounds on a check in, in the bank. And I, and I said, this is a blank check. This check, when you get it, you can write to the order of whatever you want. Bearing in mind that the money in the bank cannot be depleted. What are you going to write? If you need anything, you just write on that check, right? That is what your email is. Your email essentially says, I have this money in my bank account. I am writing the check now. I receive it. I take it. Again, it's another form of Lambano. So let's go back to the text. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 19 to 20. The Bible says, For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, by Silvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but has proved to be yes in him. That is, is true and faithful, the divine yes. Affirming God's promises. For as many as are the promises of God, in Christ they are all what? Answered. Yes. The promise of God are already answered as what? Yes in Jesus. So now through the yes of God, we say our amen to the glory of God. <laughs> what this is saying is Jesus Christ is what? The yes of God. In what context? The answer is that for as many as are the promise of God, in Christ they are answered yes. So Christ is the yes of God to God's promises. Christ is the yes, the answer to God's promises. Christ is the one that fulfills God's promises. Okay, because Christ is one that fulfills God's promises. Verse 20 then says, as many as are the, as many promises God has ever made, in Christ they are all answered what? Yes. So now, what this means to you, I want you to write it down, is God does not give a no to any promises bought and secured by the blood of Jesus. I'll say that again. God does not and cannot and will not give a no to any promises bought and secured by the blood of Jesus. So if there's something you believe God for and you can find it in the word of God as a promise that has been given to you, that has been secured and bought by the blood of Jesus, God cannot, God will not say a no to it. That's why Jesus Christ says that when you ask the Father anything, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will do it. He will do it. The question that might be going to your mind is, Uncle, how come I've prayed? I've done this. I have not received an answer. And I'm saying, are you saying amen to it? Are you saying amen to it? Are you saying amen to it? So from God's point of view, in Jesus, you already have all of his promises answered a yes. So what do you need to do to make them yours or to lambano them? You need to issue what? Your own yes. You need to constantly say out of your mouth, what God has said concerning the sickness, concerning the job, concerning the marriage, concerning the children, concerning the, the pregnancy, concerning whatever you believe God for, you have to keep saying yes, 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 from your own mouth in order for them to manifest in your life. Now, remember this you don't plant the seed one day and the seed comes up the next day with, with full, full, grown, full grown fruit, it doesn't work like that, right? You plant the seed, and after a while. As you nurture the seed, the seed brings forth what? First, the, the 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 trunk, the blade, and then the full the full the full fruit. That's the way the Bible teaches. So, God doesn't do magic. His principles are he follows a precept upon precept. That's the reason why I I always encourage people: don't wait until something goes wrong in your life before you start putting these things to use. 
start now to make the promises of God yours. Lay hold on them as yours by saying amen, amen, amen to it. Now, and when I say amen, I'm not just saying amen, amen, amen without thinking. I'm saying use your imagination. When you say amen to it, go into the spirit world, go into your imagination world and see that if it is indeed true in your life, what does that really mean? So see yourself already at the end state, even though you're saying amen. So when I say, Father, I thank you for that two million pounds. In my mind's eye, when I say amen, I go into that mind, in my mind's eye, in my imagination, I see myself having the two million pounds, spending it and used to help people and achieving the things I want to achieve. I stay in that zone and just stay there and relish the joy, the feeling of joy that I feel while I'm doing that. And I just repeat that over and over. And what am I doing there? I'm rebuilding the image in my heart. And the Bible says, whatever I have imagined to do, whatever I have imagined to do will be done to me. God says, I will not withhold from you what you have imagined to do. That's the book of Genesis chapter 11. When they built the Tower of Babel, God came down there and God saw that they were united. They were all one together. And God said, what? This thing that they have begun to do, they will continue to do it. And whatever they've imagined to do, nothing will be hidden. Nothing will be restrained from them. And God then caused disunity among them. They stopped speaking the same language. If I let me go there before I, I try to just I just I, hope I, have, I think I've got about 20 minutes. Let me just go back there and explain. See, in Genesis chapter 11, the people were with one voice and they were speaking one language. One language. Okay? They were and they said to themselves, Let us build um, uh, a city that will touch the heaven. Let us make a name for ourselves, for ourselves, right? So and God said to them that you know these people, what they have begun to do here, look at look, he said, Look, the people are one. Look, the people are one. That's what just that's what God said. And they speak one language. So you see two things here. Number one, they are united in purpose. They communicate with the same language. Right? Okay. That's what they that's what they did. And God said, this thing that they have begun to do. Yeah. Verse six. Just like verse six. The Lord said, Behold, the people is one. They are united. And they have all that one language. And this they begin to do and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do so first of all they are united then they communicate in the same way and because they are united and they communicate in the same way what will happen here is nothing will be restrained from them that they have imagined to do when you are united together and you're speaking the same language not I'm not talking Theoretically speaking, like you're all speaking English or uh, or Spanish or whatever. No, I'm talking about a, a, a frequency, a, 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 a protocol of talking that you all agree to. When you are united and you, you have a, a direction of purpose and you speak the same kind of communication protocol, what you have imagined to do together as a team, you are going to do it. That's why I always tell couples, you know, if you... The, a family is the most powerful unit in the whole world. If you have a husband and a wife, they agree in tandem in purpose and they speak the same language there's nothing they this they desire to do that they will not achieve it's not possible the bible says one will chase a thousand two which is ten thousand in a house when people are united there's nothing they cannot achieve nothing god himself said here i will not withhold i will not restrain i will not say yo you can't do that what you have imagined to do because you are you're working in, in unity why because unity or what i call harmony is the rhythm of life is the rhythm of creation god himself cannot create without unity 
in fact if you go to um proverbs chapter 8 when the Bible was talking about wisdom and was talking about just Christ being the wisdom of god when you go deep down towards the end there i think verse 22 or something it's talking about the fact that you know christ was rejoicing in the habitation of men he was rejoicing there's a rhythm there's a rhythm of creation which is unity so if you want to create in your own life too you must agree with god you must unite with god now the truth of the matter is you are already united with christ in the spirit in the realm of the spirit you are united with christ you are so joined with the lord that you are indissoluble with him are you you get what i'm saying so in your spirit you are already united with jesus then the question is if i'm already united with jesus in the spirit and christ has done everything he needed to do then why am i not getting result what are you saying out of your mouth as a king remember what you say is what you get Bible says you will decree a thing and it shall be established unto you and light light will shine upon your path that's the book of job you, sh- you shall decree a thing and it shall be established so if you are decreeing the wrong thing you are not saying amen to the promise of god it is that is exactly what you are going to keep getting so it's very important make your tongue to do its job make your tongue to do the job that god created your tongue to do to do what to create life to create life you know the scripture in the book of james that was talking about the power of the tongue i don't have time to talk about that today the bible said the tongue is a small is a small member of your body but it can kindle a great fire do <laughs> you know what he's saying actually he said the bible said you have a small tongue this tongue is probably the smallest part of your body but that tongue can put your life can make your life hell on hell on earth you know you can basically bring condemnation and guilt and destruction upon your own self by the you speak by the words you speak the bible says the tongue of the wise of the wise is health which means you are a wise child you are the righteous child of god right you should use your tongue to bring healing upon your own self to bring wisdom upon your own self to bring pro- prosperity upon your own self don't keep saying my life is going down nothing is working for me you know look at me now i'm so poor look at me now i'm so wretched look at me now you can't don't use your mouth to say that you know the psalmist knew the power of this thing i'm sharing with you the psalmist says lord oh lord put a hold over my tongue if I'm going to have to spill water, I'll put me in bondage. Oh Lord, I pray, put a hold over my tongue. Praise God. So let's go back to our text. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, verses, verses 19 to 20. I hope this is blessing you. It's blessing me real. It's blessing me real, real good. It's blessing me. At, seriously, this morning, I'm so excited. Listen, Bible here says, All the promises of God, verse 20, in Christ they are off and said yes. So through him we say our amen to the glory of God. So I said last time, God does not give a no to any promises bought and secured by the blood of Jesus. So from God's point of view, in Christ, you are you already have all of his promises inside a yes. So what do you need to do to make them your own or to lambard on them? You need to issue your word. Yes. So the way to look at this, I, I got an equation that might be on the screen. I said, all God's promises equals to yes in Jesus, which means they already got fulfilled in Jesus. Fulfilled means they have there's nothing stopping them from coming to, to pass. All the conditions for bringing them to pass have been met, right? So all God's promises equals yes in Jesus. Now, since I am in Jesus, you remember, they are yes in Jesus. Now, since you are in that Jesus, it means all God's promises is equal to yes in you too. So all the promises of God, they are already yours. They are already yours. But where are they? They are in the spirit. They are yours in the spirit. They are in your spiritual nature. This, the nature that is identical to the Lord Jesus. That's where the promises are, right? Okay. So to bring what is a yes in my spirit that is in me 
to become a yes outside of me because of what benefit is it when i have promises in me that it doesn't manifest in my physical body in my physical reality of what, of what good is it god doesn't want you to have a spiritual blessing that doesn't translate into physical reality why why why, why do you need the blessing of god in heaven you don't need the blessing of god in heaven because in heaven the bible says they never give they never give um they never give um somebody in marriage they neither marry or give to give somebody a hand in marriage which means in heaven you don't you won't have uh, i'm married to you you're married to me in heaven you don't need it what do you need you don't need to do any work heaven is a place of rest so which means you need the blessing on this earth you don't need the blessing in heaven you need the blessing on this earth so now if the blessing the blessings are already yours in your spirit how do I bring it to the uh, to the outside world? Because that is really the real deal. The real deal is how do I bring this blessing that is already mine to the outside world? This thing I already have them. How do I bring them out? What do I have to do? I have to say amen to what's already a yes in me. I have to say amen. So be it. I don't have to argue and say I don't have it. I don't have to deceive myself and say I don't have it. I have to say yes, I have it first before I can have it outside. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, there's a scripture here. I think in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, it talks about the Father. If somebody looks at himself in the mirror, no, actually James chapter 2, verse 20 or 20 to 24, it says, if you look at yourself in the mirror and you look at the way you look and you go back and you totally forget what you, what you look like, the Bible says, is that is the kind of person who he sees the word, hears the word, and don't do it. The Bible says you deceive yourself. So it's like, you look at yourself in the mirror you say oh, look i'm davis i've got a, my beard is a bit white you know i've got i look good i'm a nice looking chap and then i go out and somebody says oh by the way you look like gorilla and i say oh really am i a gorilla oh, i'm a gorilla i totally forgot the, what i looked at in the mirror the bible says i am deceiving myself i have deluded myself i've come into what the called bible called self-delusion so what that means essentially is this if i look in the in the in the word of god the word of god is the mirror is the mirror that tells me who i am if i look in the word of god the word of god says i have righteousness i have holiness i am healed and blessed i look at it and something happens outside of my house and i totally forgot that god already said i'm blessed i'm righteous i'm holy i'm i'm blameless i'm healed i'm divinely healed by the power of god i and i forgot and i began to react to life as if i didn't have what god says i have I have deceived myself I don't want you to forget this principle I'm teaching you because it's very important listen what happened to Eve in the garden was exactly that God said you are God God made them like himself God says listen let's uh, uh, create man in our own image after our own likeness so God created them like himself Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 Genesis chapter 2 uh, Genesis chapter 3 I'm sorry Genesis chapter 2 the Abraham Adam demonstrated God likeness by naming all the animals I think verse 15 Genesis chapter 3 the devil came and said oh God don't worry God, you're not God God knows that you, you, today you eat this thing you're going to be like him but they're already like him so the moment you now say oh I don't have what God says I have you have deceived yourself and the only weapon people of God the only weapon that the devil has in this life is the same weapon he used in the Garden of Eden that weapon works that weapon is so effective that's why it never changed it the devil has not changed his weapon his method of attack up until today in bible study during on wednesday i was saying this i was saying the devil comes with questions that will help make you to question the fruitfulness of god that's how he gets you so something is going on in the world for example in the uk here there's a lot of conversation about interest rate this interest rate that you know the, the winter is going to be tough blah blah you know people are going to spend a lot of money on energy and you could wake up in the morning and say whoa will i have money will I, will I ever have money to pay my bill? 
what if i don't have money to pay my bill what if they come and uh, take take cut, cut my energy and when you ask that question that question is so harmless right but if you don't cancel that question immediately and say the lord shall supply my needs my needs according to riches and glory by christ jesus you know what will happen to that thought that thought will go into your heart begin to fester begin to fester after a while you get into panic attack you get caught up in anxiety but you forgot that you are a king's child you forgot that you're a king's child so the trick is when the thought comes when that question comes that makes you want to make you to doubt the faithfulness of god right there do what jesus did jesus christ said it is written when he went on the mountain and devil was tempting him he said it is written if jesus christ when he was here on the earth could not overcome the temptation of the devil without using it is written what makes you think you can overcome by over overthinking it you can't the way to do it is to say it is written quote the scripture back to the devil and say no you can't have my child you can't have my marriage you can't have my business you can't have my health i rebuke you in the name of jesus i speak like a king over you get out of here in the name of jesus do you see what i mean that is how to take authority don't say oh man what's up what's up whatever goes whatever goes whatever god will do what god will do god already did everything he would do in jesus and he did them perfectly well and he says you are blessed you are righteous you are holy you are blameless you are divinely healed you, in fact you are the healed that the devil is trying to make sick your default position is divine health your default position is prosperity that's your divine that's your default position in christ the devil is trying to trick you and put you in bondage and you have to resist it resist him praise god so so when you say yes to what is already yes in you you are agreeing with what you already have so that means you are not working at cross cross purposes to what you you want you are not a house divided against itself you are not speaking contrary to what god has already declared to be true of you if i speak contrary to what god has declared to be true of me then i am a house divided against myself now just guys told us what will happen to a house divided against itself matthew 12 25 in the new kjv the bible says but jesus knew their thought and said to them every kingdom every kingdom divided against itself is brought toward desolation and every city or every house divided against itself will not stand every city divided against itself itself will not stand every kingdom divided against itself will be brought toward desolation now remember you are you are a kingdom of god you are the kingdom of god why jesus christ says the kingdom of god is not here or there the kingdom is within you so you are the kingdom of god the kingdom of god is within you now if that kingdom of god is divided against itself what do i mean god already says to you in your heart that all the promises of god have been fulfilled in jesus that's one thing one part but you are saying they are not fulfilled you are divided you have divided that kingdom within yourself now when you have divided that kingdom within yourself the bible says every kingdom divided against itself is brought to what desolation every city that is divided against itself is brought to what will not stand do you know the meaning of this word desolation you know what it means in the greek it means to lay waste now where somebody something is lay is, is lay wasted what does that mean it means a person or a life that is lay wasted is a life that is not fruitful it's, it's a life that's not optimizing the resources he or she has to the best to produce a result for example if you're a talented sing, a singer god's given you time to sing and you just waste that talent you do anything with it that means you have not brought that talent toward to the fullness of what that talent could produce that talent has not produced fruit for you now remember the parable of the talent when 
God, when the master gave them talent, the Bible says there was a, once a master. He gave five talent to one, gave two talent to one, he gave one talent to one. The one that gave five talent to, he took the five talent, went out and became fruitful with it, multiplied it, doubled it. The one that had two talent did the same thing. The one that had one talent, what did he do? Because he was afraid, he went to bury the talent. Guess what? The master called him what? An unprofitable and wicked servant. So when we lay waste our lives, we have become unprofitable. We have become unfruitful. But it is not God who has made us unprofitable. It's not God who has made us unfruitful. It's because we have divided in our thought, in our unity with what God has declared us to be. We have divided the kingdom of God inside of us by what? By our belief system, by what we say out of our mind. We are not saying a yes to the promise of God. So your words are so powerful. You need to make your tongue to do his job. Now, let's go back to the text. A house divided against itself cannot stand. You know the word stand, you know what it means? It means to establish or to stand immovable. Like when you have the foundation of a house. If you build a, a beautiful structure of a house, but the foundation is shaky, you know that house will not last. That house will collapse. There was one that happened in Nigeria uh, recently where a lot of people died. Uh, I, felt, I felt so sorry for them. Uh, I think it was something, something towers. I can't remember in the Koyi Towers and well, something like that in in the in a, a beautiful suburb uh, area of Lagos. But the guy built this tall building. They were cutting corners, or whatever. The whole house came down. People died. So that foundation was not was not solid. The Bible here says a house divided against itself cannot have a solid foundation like a house which in that house cannot stand which means a person who is not who, who is um divided against itself against himself you are divided against yourself in your thought in your action you are divided against what the purpose of god for your life you are divided against it then you can't bring so much fruit things to fruition and again this is not message of condemnation i hope you understand it's a message to jack you up and say use your mouth to do its job let your mouth do what god says your mouth is meant to be doing for you all right praise god now how do we make this thing to work because i got two minutes i'm going to finish in two minutes yeah i'll finish the rest next week all right what i want you to do is this i want to i want to show you a decree that i would like you to make now you see remember matthew 12 37 by your words you'll be justified by your words you'll be condemned remember the word words the word sorry the word um decree sorry by your words the word words there i told you before is a word to decree or to mandate or to order right okay so what you want to do is by your own decree you will put your life to be what to be sought how it ought to be remember as you said the word justified means to be right or to be to be how it ought to be all right so for by your words you'll be justified by your own words you'll be justified by your own decree you will put your life how it ought to be now i've got a scripture here that I want to use to give you an example then I will ask you to think about what you want me to agree with you on and we'll make a decree together uh, and then we'll round up All right so there's a scripture here in Psalm 23 verse 4 Psalm 23 verse 4 in the Passion Translation says your authority is my strength and my peace the comfort of your love takes away my fear I will never be lonely for you are near this is a scripture remember when Christ overcame the devil on the mountain he said it is written so this is a word this is this, this is a promise of god that says god is my authority god is my strength god is my peace god is my comfort the love the, com the, the love of god takes away my fear i will never be lonely that's a degree 
I will never be lonely. Why? Because you are near with me. You will never leave me. You will never forsake me. Remember that. All right. This this is a promise of God. How do you say amen to this promise? You make a decree. You make a decree. Now here's what I've got. I took that this same text. Now I'm going to say the make a decree out of it, and I want you to repeat after me. Say with me. I decree that today is a great day to be alive. I choose joy over sadness. I choose victory over defeat. I choose faith over faith. I choose hope over despondency. I choose life over death. I choose abundance over lack. I choose health over sickness. I choose peace over rancor. I affirm that regardless of the circumstances in the world today, I have the power to choose what dominates or controls me. Now, here's my decree. My life is revived and brims with blessings. I decree that God's mercies, God's beauty, God's love chase after me day after day, every day of my life. Why? The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my peace. I decree that the Lord is the one who has made me fearless. I will never be lonely for God is always with me. Praise God. Now, that is a decree. You say amen to what God already declared. And when you say amen as a king, you cause your own life to be as he ought to be by your words you are justified by your words you are condemned so today as you go remember you are a king and the amen of a king means you are saying what god is saying you are saying so be it and it's going to make your life to be like a foundation of a house so next time somebody prays over your life don't keep quiet say amen to it it means you are agreeing with it it means you are saying i'm making this firm in my life i'm making this real in my life and you begin to see experience something something wonderful in your life praise god for everyone let us pray wonderful father i thank you almighty god for the gift of life thank you for your children thank you for what we have learned this morning that lord we will learn to put your word to use in our lives we'll learn to say amen to all your promises it is never you holding anything back from us it is our ability to lay hold on what christ already laid hold on our behalf lord as your children go today lord i release into their lives the power of the resurrection will be at work for them and is already at work in them it will bring things speedily into their lives that will fulfillment of vision and long dreams are coming to fruition right now in the name of jesus christ i decree a release i decree a release i decree an acceleration of fulfillment of purpose and destiny in the name of jesus amen now i want you to do something prophetic this is something prophetic now there may be something you believe in god for either to i want you to i'm going to you know just make a couple of decrees over those things just you know put those things in your heart think about them if you can close your eyes close them. if not if you can't close your eyes okay but remember use your imagination now take a moment and go into your imagination and see those things already fulfilled for you stay in that zone stay in that zone next week i'm going to be talking about you know prayers that work i'm going to start talking about prayers that work so you can learn how to pray the prayers that work all right so go into your into your mind right now 
believe take a moment and think about what do you want from God it might be a new job it might be healing for your bones healing for your body it might be you know a new it might be a newborn child it might be getting married it might be uh, you know uh, be buying a house might be you know building your own house might be expanding your business to do international whatever it is that you, you want to just hold that thought hold that thought now go into your mind's eye and see yourself already achieving those things that those things have already been achieved for you stay there stay there how does it feel to have it achieved how does it feel how does it feel to have it achieved how does it feel to have that dream come to life how does it feel when that desire has been fulfilled the bible says it's like a tree of life enjoy it enjoy it are you there are you there now i'm going to pray with you father lord i join my faith with your children every one of your children right now all of us who is believing you for that which i have seen in their mind's eye which they have already traveled there in their mind's eye i release the power of god right now the same with the word of god was released in the beginning and came into in contact with the spirit of God and consecration. I decree, let there be a performance of this dream, of this desire of theirs in the name of Jesus Christ. I decree by the power and the unction of the Holy Ghost that right now things are being lined up, things are lined up in place for the fulfillment of this dream and desire in their hearts in the name of Jesus Christ. I release the unction of the Holy Ghost by the unction of God to brood over this dream and cause it to come to pass in the name of jesus christ we make this decree and we believe we have received in the name of jesus christ thank you heavenly father in jesus name we pray and let the people say amen so be it god bless you god bless you all right please as you go remember you're blessed and highly favored um, again, I want to thank those who are watching which watch me with us for the first time uh, Please do come back again. If it's your first time, you know here we preach about the identity of the believer in Christ It's gonna be a blessing to you. Thank you so much. Now. I will also take time to just uh, appreciate those who uh, uh, who have been given to the church, you know, you, you maybe you give here and there whatever God is telling you how you've been given um, I just want to thank you very much uh, for those who have been given and to so help us to keep things moving. I just want to thank you very much. And the Lord will bless the pocket where the money comes from. The Lord will replenish your pocket a thousandfold in the name of Jesus. And for those you know who has a desire to give, but you have maybe maybe the finances not there, I pronounce over your life that the Lord will open doors for you. You know, the Lord will give you seed to be able to sow and bread to be able to eat in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much. From up from my heart, from the depth of my heart, I just want to say thank you for coming to church every day. But most importantly, thank you for putting this work to use. Thank you for putting the word of God to use. Because it is when we put the word of God to use that we are going to see the result. You are blessed and I have a favor. I will be speaking to you next week. God bless you. Good morning, people of God. I'm just so excited to tell you that this year's Youth Identity Program we now hold between the 21st of August to the 24th of August, 2022. And it's going to be happening live in Oxford. So if you want your child to come, to come and hang out with other children, learning about their self-worth in Christ, please click on the link below. All right. And I'll be seeing you there. God bless you. Remember the 21st of August to the 24th of August, 2022. More details will be shared with you in the coming days. God bless you. Thank you for worshiping with us. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. We were blessed to have you. We hope to see you again on Wednesday for midweek service at 6 p.m. UK time, 
morning prayers every Saturday at 6 a.m. UK time and Sunday service at 8 a.m. UK time. The replay for today's service will premiere on YouTube at 10 a.m. UK time. For love offering, kindly use the bank details on your screen or you can scan the QR code on your screen to give via PayPal. We invite you to join our monthly Practicality of Grace series every first Wednesday of the month. The series features discussions with guests who take your questions and show you how to practically apply God's grace in different areas of your life. You can send your anonymous questions to the live chat on the website at www.thelighthouse.org. That is www.thelighthouse.org. Or you can send an email to light at thelighthouse.org. Would you like us to pray with you? Kindly click the link that pops up in the live chat and fill the form or you can visit our website at www.thelighthouse.org and fill the request form. You can now book a counseling or prayer session with Pastor Davis on Calendly. Visit the link on the website or in the description box and follow the instructions to book a session. Follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok on the username that is displayed on the screen. Don't forget to comment, like, and share our messages. Until next time, remain in your identity in Christ Jesus.